certainly a pleasure to be here with all of you today. We'll go right to Mark, second chapter. Mark, the second chapter. And as we continue our study of, of Mark and our walk with the Lord uh, Jesus Christ, is, I don't know about you, but I'm uh, being revealed things day after day uh, by the Lord, by his spirit, as I continue to uh, read through the book of Mark. And I hope you're having your own experiences as well. As you know, a little while back, I had the, the pleasure uh, to be baptized uh, here uh, a few weeks ago. And what a great experience in my life to pull back some layers uh, to realize that I needed to be baptized uh, at the age of 56, going on 57. It was quite an experience for me. And you, I hope that you are experiencing things in the Lord uh, from this study as we walk through the book of Matthew. Before we get started, let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you once again for this day. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity uh, to preach and teach your word. Lord, just cause me to uh, speak by the prompting of your Holy Spirit and not from my flesh. Lord, I'm asking you and, and pleading you to give me a word that will uplift encourage, uh, reprove all of the things that you desire of these, your people, for this word to accomplish in them. I just ask that you do it in this time by your Holy Spirit. And we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We go to our scripture here in Mark, the second chapter. Mark, the second chapter. We're looking at uh, verses 23, uh, beginning at verse 23, going through chapter 3, uh, verse 5 today. And so we see we have a lot of uh, ground to cover uh, in this time. But if we, we just start here at verse 23. Now it happened that he went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. And as they went his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain. And the Pharisees said to him, Look, why do they do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? But he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry? He and those with him, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar, the high priest, and ate the showbread which is not lawful to eat except for the priests, and also gave some to those who were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. 
And we'll continue on here in just a little bit and read chapter uh, 3, verses 1 through 5. But just for a moment, we want to look at these particular verses. And looking at this as our golden text, verse 27, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. So our message today is from grief to grace and that Jesus is Lord. Grief to grace and that Jesus is Lord. We keep in mind now here in Mark, the early chapters of Mark, we learned in the beginning uh, chapter about that Jesus had been baptized by John. And as he came up, they heard the voice of God Almighty saying, this is my beloved son in who I am well pleased. So it started the onset of Jesus Christ, walking upon the earth, doing the will of the Father. God, God incarnate on the earth. We keep in mind that the children of Israel were just now coming out of 400 years of silence with God. 400 years of silence. And we see that during this time that the Romans were taking advantage of them. There were the publicans, the tax collectors, their own people who were abusing them. They had henchmen who would go around and do bodily harm to those who could not take care of their taxes. There was a lot of slavery going on. People were in slavery. A lot of poverty. There was a lot of grief. And then there were those old Pharisees and scribes constantly following Jesus around trying to make him slip up. This was a time of grief, but the people were getting ready to come out of it. But right now, the Lord Jesus was preparing them to go into the new covenant. We see that it's talked about there. Jesus introduces it there in the earlier verses in verse 19 talking about the bridegroom, and down in verse 22 with the, the wine skins and the new wine. The new wine was now going to be grace and mercy and compassion through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All roads are leading to Jesus Christ. From the beginning, all roads had led to Jesus Christ, but Let's look at the Sabbath because that's what they were trying to get him to slip up on. Verse 23, now it happened that he went through the grain fields on the Sabbath and as they went, his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain and the Pharisees said to him, look, why do they do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? They were accusing him of something that was not true. It was okay for them to do that. But let's go and look at the Sabbath. We'll go to Genesis. 
good to go back just sometimes and review as we lay a foundation for this message. If we go back to Genesis, the second chapter, the Sabbath. Beginning at verse 1, thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it, he rested from all his work which God had created and made. So we see that God saw that everything was good. If you back up there to verse 31 in the first chapter, saw that everything that he had made was good, and indeed it was very good. And so the evening and morning were the sixth day. So the Lord was looking at his masterpiece, what he had created, the universe, the earth, all of this he had done, and he saw that it was good. But as we look a little bit more intently at this, verse 3, then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Sanctified meaning holy. And we see this the first time being used in the Bible, holy. So we see that the Sabbath was holy, that he blessed it, that he sanctified it. That is, he separated it for his will because in it he rested from all his work. But we have to realize that God is not a God that neither sleeps nor slumbers. Isaiah 40 and 28 reads, have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. So the Lord ceased from his work. The Lord doesn't need rest, but we need rest. The Sabbath was made for man, but he is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. It's all a process that started in the beginning that led to the Lord Jesus Christ, that he is our all in all, that he is the commandments, that he is grace and mercy, and that he is the fulfillment of the law from grief to grace. And we see that the Sabbath was instituted into the commandments, the Ten Commandments in Exodus, the 20th chapter. And the eighth verse, it was the fourth commandment, Exodus 20 and 8. And it reads, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. 
Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, nor you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. That is, he ceased from his work. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So now as we go back to our, our main text here in Mark, the second chapter. Seeing that they were trying to use the law against Jesus. And verse 25 says, but he said to them, Jesus said, have you never read what David did when he was in need and hunger and he and those with him? How he went into the house of God in the days of Abiathar the high priest. And they ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priest. And he also gave some to those who were with him. There was a need. And that's what Jesus was expressing to them. There was a need. And we see that there was a need for the new covenant. If we go to Hebrews. We go to Hebrews. Covering a lot of ground. Hebrews, the eighth chapter. And we pick up there at the fifth verse. Hebrews, the eighth chapter. Fifth verse. And it reads, who serve the copy and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was divinely instructed, and he was about to make the tabernacle. For he said, see that you make all things according to the pattern shown you in on the mountain. But now he has obtained a more excellent ministry inasmuch as he is also mediator of a better covenant which was established on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second. Because finding fault with them, he says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And if we skip down to verse 10, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. Verse 13 says, in that he says, a new covenant. He has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Everything was now pointing to Jesus. Jesus was trying to let them know that I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. I don't want you to trust 
in the law and trust in Moses because I am the fulfillment of the law. That he was bringing grace and truth to the world. We go back to Mark, the second chapter there. And remember who he's talking to. He's talking to the Pharisees and the scribes. Those who earlier in the chapter who uh, would not acknowledge that they were sick. Because that's who Jesus came for was the sick, he said there in verse 17. He said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The Lord Jesus Christ is checking us out today. Who is the self-righteous or who will admit that they are sick? Some more so than others, but we all need a checkup. We all need to go before the Lord in prayer. Somebody here today, you are in grief. And grief means to be very sorrowful or troubled. You may have come in here today just weighed down by the cares of the world. You're bogged down in sorrow's valley. But I'm here to tell you that the Lord of the Sabbath, the King of Kings, can lift you up out of that valley. I know he brought me from grief to grace. Because see, like the Pharisees and the scribes, you can just try to just trust in the letters, the words, and not the source. And that is God Almighty. That's Jesus Christ. That's the Holy Spirit. For it to do a mighty work in us. There may be somebody here today that you came to service on Easter. It's been a while since you've been in church. And Satan has been dealing with you. Saying that, y'all, you shouldn't be in there with those church folk. You've been out of church too long. Don't listen to him. Bring your cares, your concerns, your sin before the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep coming to this house of the Lord. Keep seeking him out. But seek him out by the power of his Holy Spirit. I did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Remember who he's talking to. And then in verse 27, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. We need rest. We need rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I shall give you rest unto your souls. Anybody here today that needs rest, you can rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll give you rest until the innermost depths of your soul. Getting there to chapter 3. 
Boy, that clock is running fast. <laughs> Coming here to chapter 3, verse 1, and he entered the synagogue again. And a man was there who had withered a withered hand. So they watched him closely. Again, these Pharisees and scribes. And if we're not careful, a lot of times there, there are uh, these type of Pharisees and scribes that are in the church. People who just watch you and anything you say, you, you might miss a word or say this out of context of that. And oh, aha, uh -huh, that's not what that scripture means. No grace, no mercy. That's how these Pharisees and scribes were. They knew the word, but they didn't always live out the word. The Lord desires for us to be readers, hearers, and doers of his holy word. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. Now on the Sabbath, there could be uh, healing or, or medical assistance if there was life, a life or death situation. But this was not a life or death situation. But it was a situation of mercy. And since Jesus is the king of king and lord of lords. He took action. And he said to the man in front of these Pharisees and, and scribes, see, within this New Testament, it's not just about being religious. It's about loving God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and loving our neighbor as ourselves. That's what we are to do. All the law of the prophets hang off of these two commandments, to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Everything in here hangs off of those two commandments. And that's what, what it's all about. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And that's to love, to forgive. Seven times 70, forgive. When we forgive each other on this earth, our Father who is in heaven will forgive us in heaven. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. You know, again, and I've talked about in earlier sermons and throughout this, throughout Mark, that Jesus calls us to action. He told Matthew, he told Levi, follow me. And Matthew dropped everything. Says he rose up and he followed him. Jesus told this man with the withered hand, and he may be speaking to somebody's heart or mind today. Step forward. Step forward from the ranks of mediocrity. Step forward from the ranks of unbelief. Step forward from the ranks of just being like everybody else. Step forward and be a warrior for the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Be a soldier for the Lord. Endure hardness as a good soldier. Sometimes life gets hard. But the Bible says endure hardness as a good soldier of the Lord. Let your forehead be like flint <laughs> as a soldier in the army of the Lord. But he said, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. You know, he did the same thing in an example in Luke 14 and 5. He said, who shall have an ox fall into a pit and will not pull him out on the Sabbath? Mercy. Jesus came to extend mercy. He died upon the cross and wouldn't come down for mercy's sake. So that you and I would have a right to the tree of life. When he said, it is finished. That is when all of us and all the believers of the Lord Jesus Christ had the opportunity to now enter into his rest. I don't know about you, but I found rest in the Lord Jesus Christ. Knowing that he died for my sins once and for all over 2,000 years ago. That he did it for me. I've said it before, you have to personalize your walk of faith. Jesus died for me. He died for us. But proclaim within yourself that Jesus died for me because he loves me and that he said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. If he allows me mercy, to live many years upon this earth. And one day I find myself flat on my back and maybe can't even move, maybe can't even speak. But I'll know that the Lord Jesus Christ is with me. And I'll know that absent from the body, I'll be present with the Lord. See, somebody today needs to go from grief to grace. You may be preoccupied with the thought of death. Let it go because in Jesus is everlasting life. There'll be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. That's a wonderful thought, isn't it? Going from grief to grace. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. Once again, calling him to action. First he stepped forward, then he stretched out his hand. Stretch forth your hand today in belief. Stretch forth your hand today in faith. 
of a risen Savior. We just celebrated the fact last week that we have a risen Savior, that he rose from the dead and that there were witnesses and that they watched him ascend into the heavens and that now the Bible says that he sits on the right hand of the Father interceding for us. I'll personalize it again. He's interceding for old Tim. But he's interceding for us. But you have to make it yours. We can make it ours and it's still yours. I love everybody in here. But when I'm alone at home, when I'm alone in my prayers and I need help from the Lord, you can't help me. It's just me and the Lord. My relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about being religious. It's just about loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And he stretched it out. He had faith. He stretched it out. I had this withered hand, but he had faith. He stretched out his hand and it was restored. I believe somebody here today needs restoration in your life. This is a great place to be restored. Individuals in different capacities can help be instruments of the Lord to help you in your steps of restoration. The Lord loves each and every one of us here today. And he wants us to continually, if you get in a state of grieving, to move from that to grace. Grief to grace. Jesus is Lord. And it says it was restored as whole as the other. The Lord wants to make us whole and complete in him for all of us to be collectively a part of the body with him as the Godhead. He wants us to be a part of the body of Christ. And as we prepare to close, we know that Jesus was tempted in all points of sin. It says in Hebrews, the fourth chapter and 15th verse. If we'll go there for a moment. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. And let's begin at verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest. See, the Lord Jesus Christ, he was on the onset right now. He was, he was abolishing the sacrificial system. He was abolishing all the high priests. He was the high priest. He said, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. 
hold fast to your confession of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. In good times and bad times, hold fast to your confession of faith. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let's look at that. Yet without sin. Walk the earth as a man. God incarnate in the flesh. And God from on high within that body. He gave us the example. That's what we are to shoot for. But we come up short. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But we are to be imitators of Christ, knowing that his blood was shed for the remission of our sins. Somebody here today, you may be down because sin is overwhelming. You may be in a certain area of your life or maybe in your thoughts. That's why he shed his blood for the forgiveness of your sins. Keep marching. Step forward and keep marching in the army of the Lord. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. See, under the first covenant, you couldn't come boldly in, within the holy of holies. It was only for the high priest. But with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of the Sabbath, you can go boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. That's why we go before the throne of grace, because we all need his mercy. So go with a purpose to obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. And then lastly, as we close this message, as our praise team comes forward to carry us out. Philippians, the second chapter. Philippians, the second chapter. Picking up there in the seventh verse, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. May the Lord bless you and keep you. This is my prayer.